Welcome back. In today's podcast, we're going to do a close reading of Tom Robinson's testimony during his rape trial. But before we get into Tom's testimony, we need to spend a bit of time looking into some of the prejudices that rule the town of Maycomb. And even before we get to that, I want to speak for a second about the word prejudice. Prejudice is a word that we use a lot, but it is also one that I think people often use imprecisely. The dictionary definition of prejudice is an unfavorable opinion or feeling formed beforehand or without knowledge, thought, or reason. The key element here is formed beforehand. The word prejudice comes from pre-judge, or to make up your mind before you know any of the facts. A person can be called prejudiced, with a D on the end, if that person tends to judge situations or events or people without knowing any specific facts, but rather that person will tend to rely on certain stereotypical assumptions based on race or religion or nationality or sexuality or whatever. It's pretty clear that Maycomb is a town that, at best, can be called prejudicial, or a town that relies heavily on stereotypes to make judgments about situations, regardless of the actual facts. A great example of this is on page 191, at the beginning of Tom's testimony. Atticus asks Tom if he had gone to the Yule House more than once, and Tom responds, quote, Well, I went lots of times, close quote. The next line of narration is the interesting part. Scout says that, quote, Judge Taylor instinctively reached for his gavel, but let his hand fall. The murmur below us died without his help. Close quote. So why does Tom's statement cause a ruckus in the court? The answer lies in the assumption that would exist, quote-unquote, below Scout, meaning among the white people in the courtroom. Remember, Scout and Jim and Dill are sitting in the, quote-unquote, colored balcony. The white people in attendance are affected by the prejudicial notion that black men are naturally sexual predators, and their desire is usually directed towards white women. This was a commonly held belief in the Deep South in this time period. Quite simply, black men were not to be trusted around white women. This racist belief was built upon the idea that black men, and black people in general, were more like animals than white people. They were not as evolved as white people. Whether the white population of Maycomb would openly admit this or not, it was a prejudice that most of them would have. So when Tom admits that he had been around the Yule place a bunch of times, the white people in the courtroom immediately think that he was there fulfilling his animal sexual desires with a white woman. In this way, it is almost inaccurate to say that the trial comes down to a black man's word versus a white man's word, like Atticus suggests at one point. Instead, it's a black man's word against a belief as commonly held as the belief in, say, gravity. So needless to say, Tom's up against a lot when he takes the stand. He begins his testimony by establishing that he was led into the Yule's house on false pretenses. Mayella told him that a door was coming off of its hinges, but when Tom examined it, it was clear that there was nothing wrong with the door. He noticed that the place was quiet, and Mayella informed him that she had saved her money for a year or so so she could send all her brothers and sisters out for an ice cream cone, ostensibly with the aim of being alone for once with Tom. Tom recognizes that there is nothing to do in the house, and that he was alone with Mayella, which is really bad news all around, so he tries to leave. She asks him to get a box down from on top of a shiffa robe before he leaves, and when he climbs on a chair to do this, she grabs him around the legs. He jumps off the chair, turning it over in the process, and she grabs him and starts kissing him. He tries to leave, but she blocks the door. Now, this is an important point that we'll address in a second. But in the meantime, Bob Ewell shows up and begins to abuse Mayella. Tom takes this opportunity and runs. When Atticus asks why he ran, Tom responds on page 195, quote, Mr. Finch, if you was a nigger like me, you'd be scared too, unquote. 
but Scout has the best read on the dilemma Tom is in when Mayella blocks the door. She says on the top of page 195, and I quote, It occurred to me that in their own way, Tom Robinson's manners were as good as Atticus's. Until my father explained it to me later, I did not understand the subtlety of Tom's predicament. He would not have dared strike a white woman under any circumstances and expect to live long, so he took the first opportunity to run, a sure sign of guilt. It's a total catch-22 for Tom. If he physically moves Mayella out of the door, then he's striking a white woman, which is bad. Or he could just run away, which is something that only guilty people do, I guess. Tom was in a really, really bad situation. Once Atticus finishes, it is Mr. Gilmer's turn, the prosecutor, to take over questioning Tom Robinson. Mr. Gilmer's questions put Tom in an impossible predicament. Let's listen to part of the cross-examination, beginning at the bottom of page 196. Robinson, you're pretty good at busting up shift robes and kindling with one hand, aren't you? Yes, sir, I reckon so. Strong enough to choke the breath out of a woman and sling her to the floor? I never done that, sir. But are you strong enough to? I reckon so, sir. Had your eye on her a long time, hadn't you, boy? No, sir, I never looked at her. Then you were mighty polite to do all that chopping and hauling for her, weren't you, boy? I was just trying to help her out, sir. That was mighty generous of you. You had chores at home after your regular work, didn't you? Yes, sir. Why didn't you do them instead of Miss Yule's? I'd done them both, sir. You must have been pretty busy. Why? Why what, sir? Why were you so anxious to do that woman's chores? Tom Robinson hesitated, searching for an answer. Looked like she didn't have nobody to help her, like I says. With Mr. Yule and seven children on the place, boy? Well, I says, looked like they never helped her none. You did all this chopping and work from sheer goodness, boy? Tried to help her, I says. Mr. Gilmer smiled grimly at the jury. You're a mighty good fellow, it seems. Did all this for not one penny. Yes, sir, I, I felt sorry for her. She seemed to try more than the rest of them. You felt sorry for her? You felt sorry for her? Mr. Gilmer seemed ready to rise to the ceiling. The witness realized his mistake and shifted uncomfortably in the chair. But the damage was done. Below us, nobody liked Tom Robinson's answer. Mr. Gilmer paused a long time to let it sink in. Thank you so much, mystery reader. You're welcome. Right from the beginning, Mr. Gilmer plays to the prejudices of the audience. On page 196, notice how he phrases this question, quote, Had your eye on her a long time, hadn't you, boy? Unquote. Asking the question almost as if he knew, Tom knew, everybody knew that the answer was going to be yes. Mr. Gilmer, echoing the prejudicial sentiments of the town, finds it impossible to believe that Tom had helped Mayella out of the goodness of his heart. He repeatedly questions Tom about his motives until Tom finally admits that he felt sorry for her. From the reaction of the White Gallery, it is clear that this is definitely the wrong answer. You see, here, Tom expresses sympathy for Mayella. Feeling sorry for somebody can often be a condescending act. The sympathizer puts him or herself into a superior position than the sympathizee. It's not hard to see why the White Gallery would be less than pleased about this attitude. So, Tom Robinson is in an impossible situation. Atticus does everything he can to help extricate Tom Robinson from this situation. Atticus brings out the big guns in his closing remarks, which, 
is one of the more moving and beloved passages from 20th century American literature. I strongly, strongly, strongly suggest that you pay particular attention to his closing remarks. So that's it for this podcast. As always, your feedback, questions, comments, and suggestions for future podcasts are more than welcome. Just leave me some feedback in the comments section of this blog post. Also, don't forget to have a guess at the identity of the mystery guest reader by leaving his name in the comments section of the post. So until next time, happy reading and happy blogging.